In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. Let me take these headphones off. I'm looking at the scriptures today. We ended up yesterday that the scripture said, Luke 5, 26, amazement seized all of them, and they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, we have seen strange things today. Let me tell you this. The strange things they saw was there was a man who was paralyzed that was forgiven and was healed. And you know, this is what should be happening in the church. People need to be forgiven and healed. This is the power of God. Everything that's in the Gospels and in the Acts of the Apostles and in the New Testament should be our bread and what we are doing exactly. I told you about the man in England who has the ministry of St. Peter, and he walks with his shadow and people are healed. Now, that sounds ridiculous, but it's not ridiculous. It happened to Peter, and it happens with him. He's got the faith to do that. It takes faith to do that. So, you know, God has faith in store for you because he loves you. Faith in store for you because he loves you. I'm looking at Luke 5, Luke 5, verse 27. After this, he went out and saw a tax collector. Now, a tax collector was really hated in Israel. Why? Because he was a Jew working for Rome, getting money from Jews to give to Rome and got money for himself. So there was no one worse than a tax collector. His name was Levi, we call him Matthew, sitting at the tax booth. And Jesus said to him, follow me. He got up, left everything, and followed Jesus. Now let me just tell you, the gaze of Jesus must have been so powerful. Follow me. And he left everything to follow Jesus. I know sometimes it's easier for people who are tax collectors and who are hated to receive forgiveness than it is for the church. So many people in the church say, well, I don't, I don't sin. You don't sin. All men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all have sinned. We might not know our sins, but we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so Matthew was saved that day. The eyes of Jesus drew him to himself. I pray today that the eyes of the Lord, which is compassion and love, draw you to himself. Draw you to himself, you who are not worthy like myself, but he makes us worthy through the blood of Jesus. Oh yes, I pray that God 
would look at you through Christ's eyes and do to you what he did to Matthew. He left everything and followed Jesus. Verse 29, Then Levi, or Matthew, gave a great banquet for him in his house, and there was a large crowd of tax collectors and others sitting at table with them. So Matthew said, we're going to have a party, and I'm going to invite all my friends, and they just happen to be sinners. And Jesus at the table. I wonder what Jesus said that day. Maybe he said the story of the Good Samaritan. Maybe he said the story about the lost coin. Maybe he said the story about the sheep that went gone astray. But they were all in together, listening to Jesus. They were sitting at table with them. The Pharisees and their scribes were complaining to his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? I tell you, that's the ones Jesus came for. He came to seek and save that which was lost. That might be you today. That's why Jesus came, to seek you and to save you, so that you won't be lost anymore. So the Pharisees said, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have come to call not the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And I'm going to tell you, there's no one righteous, not one. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and his blood makes us righteous. We might look righteous, but we're not righteous until the blood of Jesus pierces our hearts so we become one with Christ in the power of his death and resurrection. That Jesus came to call the sinners, not the righteous people, but called sinners to repentance. Now, you see, this stuff about homosexuality and two people living together, Jesus calls them to repent, turn away from their sin. And he said, I'll fill you with my life. I'll fill you with the Holy Spirit. But so, so many people are saying, well, that's the way they were born. Let them alone. I want to leave them alone, but I want to give them the right to salvation, to repent, to break up, and then to give their life to Jesus. You see, that's what it's all about, giving our lives to Jesus. And we might have other sins. I remember a woman calling me when I was first ordained in a parish, and she was very upset because I said that prostitutes and tax collectors are entering the kingdom of heaven before the church. And she was so upset. She said, I'm a virgin, and I've never sinned. And I said, well, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. She was talking about a sexual sin, but she had another sin. It was pride. It was pride. I have not sinned. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 
And that's the way it is. And we need to know that Jesus calls the sinner to himself, but he doesn't keep the sinner in sin. He saves him by his blood. That's why we have the sacrament of penance, that we go under the blood of Jesus and be saved. This is God's will that we do this. Yes, it is, so that the blood of the Lamb would cover our sins and root them out in Jesus' name. Verse 33 of chapter 5 of Luke. Then they said to him, John's disciples, like the disciples of the Pharisees, frequently fast and pray, but your disciples eat and drink. They're trying to hold up Jesus. Why do your disciples eat and drink while John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast? What does Jesus say? Jesus said to them, You cannot make a wedding guest fast while the bridegroom is with them, can you? In the wedding, the bridegroom was always popular of the wedding party, not the bride. In the Middle East, it's all about the bridegroom. It's not about the bride. And you know what? Jesus is the bridegroom, and we are the bride. We who believe, we who have surrendered, we who have given our life to him, we are the bride waiting for the bridegroom to take us to himself. Oh, yes. Do you know that you're a part of the bride if you're a believer? You say, but I'm a man. Makes no difference. Man, woman, if you're a believer, you're part of the bride. And do you know that the church is holy? Do you know that? How is the church holy? Because we have a holy head. His name is Jesus. Oh, yes. We have a holy head. His name is Jesus. You cannot make wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them, can you? The days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. I want to say I'm delinquent. The bridegroom has been taken away from us. He's in heaven at the right hand of the Father, and still I don't fast. The Lord's trying to touch me today, telling me I love you, but I want you to begin to fast. Skip a meal. Do what I need to do for you. Skip a meal. That can be a fast. The days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. He also told them a parable. No one tears a piece from a new garment and sews it on the old garment. Otherwise, the new will be torn, and the piece from the new will not match the old. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Why? Because they will burst the skins, and everything will be spoiled, and the skins will be destroyed. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. We are the wineskins the new wineskins. And Jesus pours into us the new wine, the new wine of the Holy Spirit. Oh, to get drunk with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Oh, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
We are the new wineskins, and the new wine is the Holy Spirit. How we need the coming of the Spirit to come in our lives. How we need the baptism of the Spirit to change us so that we can minister with power. How we need the Lord Jesus Christ. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins and will be spilled and the skins will be destroyed. But new wine must be put fresh in new wineskins. And no one, after drinking old wine, desires new wine, but says the old is good. I tell you, spiritually, the new wine is of the Holy Spirit. It's even better than the old wine. The old wine of the law, the new wine of grace. Oh, yes, the new wine of grace. The old wineskins of the law are not what we have. We have the new wineskins of grace and the new wineskins we pour in the Holy Spirit. That's what we need. What the church needs, what I need, is a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. How we need that. How do we get it? Jesus said, you fathers among you know how to give good things to your children. If they ask you for a piece of bread, would you give them a stone? Of course not. Then how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Lord, we ask in Jesus' name for a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit, a new outpouring that will touch the sick, a new outpouring that will cast out demons, a new outpouring that will raise the dead. Oh yes, we ask for a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We are in need of that Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we are impotent. The secret of ministry is not I am a minister. The secret of ministry is the gift of the Holy Spirit. You cannot do anything without the gift of the Holy Spirit and abiding in Jesus Christ, producing much fruit, so prove to be the disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you a disciple of Jesus? Do you abide in the vine? Are you producing fruit? Oh yes, it is God's delight that we produce much fruit and so prove to be disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. The question about the Sabbath. One Sabbath, while Jesus was going through the grain fields, his disciples plucked some heads of grain and rubbed them in their hands and ate them. But some of the Pharisees said, Why do you do what is not lawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered, Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat. We have the bread of presence at the Eucharist, the real bread of presence, the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the bread of presence in the word of God. Oh yes, in the word of God. How we need to absorb the word of God. 
how we need to surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ, how we need to surrender to the Holy Spirit. Why are you doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of presence, which it is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Oh, yes. We should have a Sabbath day. We need a Sabbath day. Our Sabbath day is Sunday. We need to be quiet. We need to be with family. We need to rest. Oh, yes. And if you can't do it on a Sunday, you've got to make it another day. We need a, a Sabbath rest. Without it, we burn out. Without the Holy Spirit, we burn out. If people pray with the Spirit or in tongues, do that, and you'll see God will bless you. God will bless you. The gift of tongues like that is for the edification of the person who prays in tongues. That's you. You say, I haven't got that gift. Ask for it, and then open your mouth. It's not going to happen if you don't open your mouth. No sound comes out of my mouth unless I open it and let sounds come out. Same with the praying in tongues. I do not, well, I'm going to open my mouth and I'm going to say, Ashandala Marianda, Isa Maria Kosiri, Andoria Socoria Sanda, Irianda Lomoria, Kandaria So, Isashima, Othikoma. See, I lay in your midst the brick that will make people fall. His name is Jesus. And the brick that will make people be blessed. His name is Jesus. It's time to be blessed. It's time not to fall back, but to be blessed in the name of Jesus. Do you know that Jesus wants to bless you today? Do you know that he has the power to bless you and give you what you don't have? It all starts with a little bit of faith, the mustard seed of faith. We start with the mustard seed of faith, and that faith grows. Faith is like a muscle. If you don't use it, it dies out. If you use it, it gets bigger. Oh, yes, we need faith. We need faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. It tells us that in the letter to the Hebrews chapter 6, verse 6. On another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. There was a man whose right hand was withered, had a withered right hand. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would cure on the Sabbath so that they might find an accusation against him. My Lord, they should be having a party when this man is healed even though he knew that they were thinking, the Pharisees, he said to the man who had the withered hand, come and stand here. He got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, 
I ask you, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to destroy life? After looking around at all of them, he said to him, stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was restored. But they were filled with fury and discussed with one another what they might do with Jesus. They should have had a party. I'm sure this man was a beggar. He's off the rolls now. He's able to work. He's able to do things. They should have had a party. We are witnesses of this great miracle. Rather, they said, he sinned against the Sabbath. But Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. Verse 12 of chapter 6. Now during those days, he went out on a mountain to pray. He needs to pray. He needs to be with his heavenly Father. You need to pray. I need to pray. We need to be with our Heavenly Father. We need to be with Jesus. We just don't just wake up and say, Oh, it's all good today. No, we need to seek the face of God. Seek the face of God. We need to do that. You need to do it. I need to do it. This morning I was able to get up at the right time. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. He went on a mountain to pray. What's he praying about? And he spent the whole night in prayer to God. And when day came, he called his disciples and chose 12 of them, whom he also named apostles. So in prayer, he picks these 12 apostles. In prayer, he picks this experience of the twelve. Now, there was Simon, whom he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, who was called the Zealot, and Judas the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who would betray him, who would become a betrayer. Now, let me tell you this. They were a motley group. We have a zealot who would kill Romans, and we have Matthew, who was a Jew that worked for Rome, but now repented. I tell you, on the day of Pentecost, it says, they were in one accord, with Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brethren. Matthew and the zealot were in one accord. This is God doing this. The church needs to be in one accord. Oh, yes, with what the Lord says in the Scripture, with what the Lord said in the sacraments. The church needs to be in one accord with Jesus Christ and his body. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. If you're lost, tell the Lord, I surrender my life to you, for you are my God. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.